0: Paddy Muse acknowledges the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, the traditional custodians of the land in which we create and record this podcast. I'd like to pay my respects to their elders past and present, and I extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may be listening. This has been a long time coming.
1: Yes, it has. We've had lots of (laughs) drunken chats about. We have, we have.
0: That's literally why I wanted to start the podcast, it was because of all the chats that I was having Mm. at parties and stuff. And I was like, I need to make this legit. I need to put it on a podcast. I've obviously known you for a little while now, and I've listened to your music and I've played shows with you before. Mm -hmm. But I re listened to your catalogue of songs last week, just, you know, it was a bit of research. Yes. And I was reminded what an undeniably good songwriter you are.
1: Thank you. Your songs are
0: fucking great they really are thank you you've got an incredible voice and I also you're one of those people that when I go to see live I feel like I can trust your voice right meaning that I'm not standing there going oh like is he gonna make it like right. I just can relax because I know that you've got this right do you know what I mean
1: yeah yeah <laughs> I get that I care about how my voice sounds.
0: Yeah, yeah yeah you make it look easy and as we said before I feel like it only makes sense that we have this conversation because we have brainstormed before about ways that we can make this sustainable mm-hmm. as a musician, and so I want to kind of, um, yeah, put it put it down on record. So totally. We'll get into it.
1: Let's do it.
0: A few weeks ago, when I knew I was going to have you on this podcast, I wrote, started just like jotting down some things in my notes about what I wanted to ask you. At the top of the list, it just said condoms.
1: Oh yes.
0: Um, I missed that error. I don't think I was at the show yeah. where that went down, but I was talking to someone about you. I was mentioning your name to someone the other week and they were like, oh yeah, the condom guy.
1: Yes. Yeah. And I was like,
0: yes, the yeah, condom guy. The condom Can condom you explain guy. to people who don't know what I'm talking about? And I also want to ask some questions. I watched the reel the other day again. Um, Are you going to go pick up the condoms? Yes. It's good stuff.
1: It is good. I, I came back from overseas and I was like I don't know why I had lots of energy I had a show lined up at the union and I was like I need to do something I haven't got any merch I've never had any merch mm. and I can't desi- d- decide on like a t-shirt a design I find that really hard I think maybe it's different if you're a solo artist because I wanted to get maybe my band put on it the Ewan Heart band but then like like Amy's recently left because she's really busy with her own project
0: yeah right Amy's but
1: left. yeah yeah but like not in bad blood no, no, no Doing no, an no. EP together soon Oh, um, shut But I wanted to get them on And then like Amy left And I'm like, well, you know totally. Jake's in his own band Dylan's in his own band Alex is in lots of bands They could all leave
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah And then yeah. I've got
1: like, you know 300 <laughs> t-shirts with people that aren't in the band
0: Were you planning on like putting their names on it?
1: I was gonna do like cartoony faces <gasps> You and Hart in the Honeymoons Yeah No,
0: it's cool I feel like, because um, obviously we're both solo artists as well but we obviously always play with the band. And I go back and, like, I want to try and include the band as much as possible because yeah. I, it's so much fun being a part of a band. And I feel like maybe you're the same, yeah. you know?
1: Yeah, 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 totally. I love them. They're all my, Jasper's been friends with, I've been friends with Jasper for, like, I realized the other day, like, eight years. Yeah, wow. Which is insane. Alex is recently a friend, but we get along so well. Dylan's been, I've been friends with Dylan for probably nearly 10 years, cause I went to high school with him. And, but the condoms
0: yeah back to the condoms
1: came back I was like I want to give something out I need to make an impact when I'm back I need to do something that people when they come to the show they'll be like oh that was cool and it was a show and the new songs I've been playing live are more like live songs they're not like the EP they're more like for show like yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know how to explain it more upbeat kind of and for some reason I just thought I don't know why, but I thought of condoms. I can't remember what the thought process was. It definitely just popped unique. into my head. Yeah, it popped into my head. And then I just went, I'm going to do it. Like, it was really strange. There was no umming and ahhing. Mm-hmm. Like, I just went, that's funny. I'm going to do that.
0: How did you find, did you get like, did you both buy condoms? And then I'm assuming, yeah. I think you put stickers on them. They weren't actually you and yes. Hart. Yes. Brand of, well, they were, but you manually put your logo on them, yeah. didn't you? Yeah,
1: yeah. So you can get them printed properly. Um, in the UK, I think, or in the US, and they, but they cost. It was like it's like four hundred bucks for a hundred.
0: I saw that you got five hundred. Yeah, that must have cost you a bit of money.
1: Well, yeah. Well, it's actually not too bad. I can't remember what it cost me. I, so, so I had to buy them in bulk. I think I got five hundred. I think it was only like one hundred and seventy bucks.
0: Oh wow! Right, which is good. Yeah, that is good. That is good. That's like. And
1: then I got the stickers printed, and then I just <laughs> oh, put yeah, them on. Yeah, yeah. And then so I've got a bunch of condoms, but no printing on them now. But if I want to change the 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 sticker I can change the sticker. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so like
0: if you're gonna do room, you've got like a million condoms, you're gonna
1: Well, we actually funny story is that we just moved out of a house. Me and my housemates Jackson and Nick. You moved out, moved out of St. Out. Peter's? Yeah, we moved out of St. Peter's. Oh shit. And guess what? We just moved into a new house in Petersham and we're getting kicked out of there oh my in six God. months. Fun. So shout out to real estate agents. True. It's not their fault, it's the owners, I guess. But um
0: Right, so you moved to house, brought the condoms with you.
1: Yeah, but we, they took photos, you know, when you leave to get your bond back. Oh, yeah. And they took photos and they're like, you left the house in a bit of a mess. We cleaned it. We had a party like a week before. Yeah, right. And the, one of the pictures is like a beer can next to one of the Ewan Hart condoms. Oh, my God. Like, on the God. floor. And it You was left like...
0: a beer can and a condom when you left your house. It
1: was in the bush somewhere in the garden. Yeah, well, like, whatever. We're leaving the house. Yeah. Like, we cleaned up majority of the stuff.
0: So were you at the show? Were you just like throwing them yeah, out? Yeah, throwing them out. Oh my god! Just because
1: I thought it was funny, and you know, it did work. But then it... I didn't think about the repercussions of being the condom guy and <laughs> no one knowing my music. It was like, it's not like there's a QR code on there. That's oh my going... god! You should have put a QR code. I know. But people just go. There's a funny video after a Oath gig, of someone got our camcorder, and she's like, Pick someone of the condom. She's like, Ah, u and art and I was like. Uh, This is not working.
0: (laughs) Nah, I still think it's a good idea. Any publicity is good publicity. Yeah,
1: yeah, true, true, true.
0: So we should start from the beginning. Are you an independent artist? Yes. Yes, you're an independent artist. Yes. And you don't have any booking agents?
1: No booking agents, no.
0: No manager? No manager. No, who do you use for distribution?
1: I use mandatory music for my last EP. I did distribution through them.
0: And they, but I mean, they would be using a third-party distributor. Yes,
1: I think they go through, they go through Believe or something like. Yeah, that.
0: right. But so when you say that mandatory music does your distribution for you, they're doing the pitching for you. Yes. And are they doing any PR for you?
1: Um, no, no PR. So the first release I did, I went through PR, through yeah, through PR. I won't say who it was. Yeah. So the first releases, I went through PR. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it went well for the first song, but I heard you saying this on your last podcast. Like usually, first release, I think
0: it always has that impact, and then it kind yeah. of.
1: Yeah. I don't know whether it was because I think it was my the best of the songs, like the most upbeat chorus. What was the first one you released? Snowflake. It was like yeah, right. Intro verse chorus verse chorus outro. Like it what's was very... the song
0: that goes. The bridge is like, uh, um, uh, no, I see can't. Silver, Z-O. yeah,
1: 145, yeah. That was fucked.
0: But um, <laughs> sorry, I was like, couldn't find my pitch. <laughs> that's my favourite. So that's 145.
1: I think so. That's when one, I see I that's,
0: silver's finding, wee, wee, That's a good one too. You've got lots of good ones. Thanks. Um, I also like Sold.
1: Oh, you know, people have said that. Yeah. That they want to hear me play Sold. That, was an, that, I never that, that only came out when the EP. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I like that one too. That's cool. That left leaves people hanging, that song.
1: Yeah, people uh, have said that they, that's one of their favourites on the thing, mm. which is interesting. People as in three of my friends. <laughs> <laughs> now me, four. Four.
0: <laughs> so, right, so you used PR for the first one, and so you just paid that money.
1: Paid that money. It went well.
0: Did you get any... Um, like online publications, or I got a few.
1: Yeah, I, I got like a lot. Right. No, no, no. I didn't get a lot. I got a few, and maybe like six to ten or something. Like that's it was, that's,
0: that's it was good. pretty good. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's. But good. then the
1: second release didn't get anything, and and so we stopped using it. Mm. I was like, it's not worth the, like fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah, totally. Or whatever it is. Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: I mean, I was going to kind of bring this up later, but obviously you used to, used to be in a band. Uh, was it after school or during school called Last Thursday?
1: Yeah, during school and then into after school. Yeah, yeah,
0: right. And that obviously had a bit of success. Do you feel like that helped you launch your You and Heart project? And do you feel like like in any of these publications that they were did you were they like You and Heart from Last Thursday or was it kind of an entirely new no one you want attached to that?
1: That's a good question. Um I don't think no in the in the press releases we did or whatever the words we used in the in the first solo project we didn't. But my friend in Ireland, Megan, mm-hmm. who works for shout out Megan, singular Artists, <laughs> she was helping me do press releases for Self Pity in Ireland, and she mentioned last Thursday. Yeah, right. She, she went heard in, of it. So she went in and properly did research, but we didn't do. I don't think we did that for my first releases. I don't think so.
0: Yeah, right. It's not like you were kind of still
1: Yeah, it was banking new, on from that. Yeah. Because we weren't very, we weren't, we didn't really have a lot. We, we were starting, I'd say if we stuck at it for another year, two years post COVID, mm-hmm. I'd say we would have been doing, we would be doing bigger shows and stuff. It seems to be the classic way, you just keep going.
0: I mean, I saw um, that you toured with last Thursday. You did shows in yeah. Newcastle, you did shows. Um, you would have gone to Melbourne. Yeah. You know, so you obviously were starting to kind of make...
1: Yeah, we make didn't go to video. Melbourne. Oh, you We didn't. went to Newcastle, we went to Wollongong. All right. Yeah, we would. we... What's the biggest, well.
0: biggest room that you played with last Thursday?
1: Biggest room we played with last Thursday? Maybe Factory 4. It was weird because we were kind of at the start of COVID or any COVID, so... It might have been Factory 4 or Vanguard? Maybe Vanguard.
0: Yeah, yeah, right. Um... Right, so kind of similar to rooms to what you're playing now. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, But last Thursday was good. Like, I'm still, we're all still mates.
0: hmm. There's members of last Thursday in your UN yeah, Heart Band.
1: Jasper's Jasper's. in, plays bass in the band.
0: Nice. Joan's a DJ. And when you first engaged Mandatory Music, were they kind of acting as your manager as well?
1: Yes, yeah, so I've known Joe and Will from Mandatory for years. In mm-hmm. fact, I was. One of the first Yeah, yeah, you're an OG They're friends, I'm an OG uh-huh. So I met, I was with Jonah from last Thursday We're at the Marley Classic It's 3am, we go out to the back Joe's sitting there And then the guitarist from Pacific Avenue's there mm-hmm. And they're talking to each other And I was like, went over and I knew the guy from Pacific Avenue a bit And I was like, hey man, how's it going? And they started to chat to Joe Me and Joe were arguing about the Australian music scene And then we got on really well And he was wanting to get into it anyway He did that and then he started helping out last Thursday. He's like a big marketing nerd.
0: Right. Loves
1: music. Right. Big marketing nerd. And he helped out last Thursday with our releases, the marketing kind of, they were managing us at the start Mm -hmm. as well. Helped out with our tours. They didn't really have anyone other than myself and Tiani at the start. So they were helping us out a lot. They were part of the team. Um, and And then that stopped and then... I went to the solo and they were kind of helping manage me at the start. Yeah, interesting. There was never any written agreements. Again, was, handshake deal. Handshake deal, we're all mates. Um, they were learning, I think.
0: Most people I've spoken to so far on this podcast,
1: mm.
0: it's a handshake deal. Yeah. I don't know many people, I mean, I, unless you're with the majors, obviously, where you're. I mean, even I've heard some people that are with the majors, they're kind of just helping, they're sussing you out at the beginning and it's all kind of handshake. Mm but I'm yet to meet someone that's actually signed their name down
1: (laughs) well I've been trying to figure out the contract but it's the thing about getting the contract signed is like you have to get a lawyer and then a lawyer costs $500 you know what I mean and then you're like then you end up putting it off I've been putting off signing a contract for like two years
0: so they want you to sign a contract
1: no they don't want me to I've asked them yeah right and they've sent me and we've had lots of discussions and then I like forget yeah and then I don't do it yeah and in fact as I said I texted them on the way here and for the next releases I'd like to but it's like like I'm not selling millions of records, Yeah, but then yeah. what happens if you do? Yeah, yeah. And then you're yeah. sorting it out then.
0: Yes. For the next you and heart release, are you? What is mandatory going to provide for you?
1: Don't know. I, don't know. I Literally takes them today. I don't think they even know I'm ready to release the next song. Right. Um, they're super busy. They got. They just do distribution now, so yeah. they've got lots of artists. Right. Um, and they do some. Of, they they still help me with some of the marketing, like paid marketing. Um. Because I said, Joe loves loves all that data Would info. you
0: consider engaging PR for any future releases?
1: I was thinking that today as well. I don't know. Mm. I feel like I have... I feel like I will email a lot of people myself, yeah. I think, for the next release. You
0: picture me as someone that would be good at cold emailing people. Yes. <laughs> I feel In like the last week, fun.
1: I've cold emailed lots of people.
0: What type of people have you cold emailed?
1: Supports. I've been looking at who's coming out. And oh, emailing. like for you
0: to support them.
1: I Emailed passengers manager the other day,
0: whoa, which I didn't forgot
1: how big he was. I think I mixed passenger and Vance Joy up. And Vance Joy is massive.
0: Um, I, it's crazy. I was Vance Joy is like Australia's one of Australia's most successful artists.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't
0: know if he's in Australia anymore. Yeah, right. But I emailed
1: them, and he, I got a response from the manager. They're like, su- but it was just, they just said supports already locked in. Sorry, but they yeah. replied. Yeah, the fact they like,
0: even replied, like now that they've, you know. I feel like someone's going to see your name like 10 times and then yeah. maybe on the 11th time. But, you know, you've, you've started chipping away at them... Yeah. ...knowing your name.
1: Well, I'm just like, I need to get... I mean, supports. Yeah. And I want... I need to look, look forward to something, I think, as well. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you need have something on the horizon. Yes. Or just a little bit of progression, just so you know that... Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to, like, keep pushing a rock up a hill. It is. You know, like, sometimes you just need a little... You're like, okay, like, this... I'm on the right track. Mm yeah right so you're emailing support are you emailing i guess you're not at the stage yet where the song is coming out but you'd be happy to email all the kind of you know all the like brag media yeah. and pile rats and are you review like all the
1: yeah so this week i'm going away for a week and i'm just gonna i think i'm just gonna make a big list of emails
0: would you ever reach out to have you called email booking agents
1: Yes, yeah, yeah. I actually did that a couple of weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Um, Most of them I emailed um, that I thought they had similar artists. And and a lot of them replied. Yeah. A lot of them replied and said, look, we don't have anything coming up, but I'll put you on the support list.
0: Yeah, I've had a few of that too. Like you're on our radar to support our artists, which is a good sign.
1: Yeah, it's really good. So, yeah, I mean, it helps. So Jack and Jake and... And that group of friends—they're all very good at that stuff as well. Like, you talking about Slims? Yeah, Slims yeah. and and Tabasa and yes Jack—they're great guys to have around for like just asking for things or doing things. Mm-hmm. And you know?
0: just knowing that everybody else—they're also they're giving it their best shot as well. They're yeah. not leaving any stone unturned, and mm. it's make it, it makes you be like, all oh, right, like it's not weird to cold email everybody. I'm just gonna. Motivates you to do the same
1: Totally Totally I mean Yet to get a big hit But I don't think um, I think I'm just going to keep Doing it
0: Do you think that live shows Is your way To kind of Do you think You're going to put your energy Into live shows And kind of garnering Like a local Loyal loyal audience As opposed To Maybe going down The Trying to get lots of streams Route I mean obviously Ideally you're Mm. kind of Doing both at the same time yeah. But are you feeling like live shows or big support acts is the most valuable thing that you could do?
1: That's something I thought about when I didn't have... I'm supporting Cousin Tony's Brand New Firebird at Vic on the Park.
0: Yeah, nice.
1: Next month, which is good. But before that, I didn't have any shows booked. Mm-hmm. I came back and did two shows or three shows. They're really nice shows like Union Oath Main Room, which is a big yeah, we'll one. We'll get into that. And then... Cockatoo Island, which so three like lovely shows, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, really nice way to return back to, to to Oz. And then I was like, people said, "When's you playing next?" And I was like, "Oh, fuck!" I've like, got nothing to say. I don't know when I when I'm playing next. And then I started thinking, okay, well, I need to release my new stuff. So it's probably good mm-hmm. I don't have anything on because I'm gonna put my energy into making the release good.
0: There's a lot of admin and time consuming so tasks to yeah put out a release in the world.
1: So much. So I think live shows are good for your ego interesting i think not necessarily ego as we said it's we all i mean not we all but we enjoy playing live i mm-hmm. think that's one of the big reasons a lot of us do it mm-hmm. speaking for myself i don't know no
0: i i yeah 100 percent. like it's nice because you see want to people be there. live yeah you're I, like people
1: are there i'm playing
0: totally i mean you otherwise you're in your room what streams go up woo like yeah. you don't get that's not like, joy and connection and stuff. And, yeah. you know, it's not all your friends in the same room watching yeah. the streams go up or whatever. Live shows are definitely where it's at for me as well.
1: Totally. And then, I'm oh like, on the other side, well, then the longevity of it is writing better songs. Mm-hmm. So you can play as many shows as you want, mm-hmm. but, like, in the age of the internet and yes. Spotify and TikTok, um, you know, should we be putting more time into writing better songs. Mm-hmm. But then what does that make you? Then you start writing pop songs that are But generic. better doesn't mean pop. Ex- yeah, true. <laughs> That's true. I mean, you, more do experimental. You mean, do you mean
0: more... Are you saying you should, you're should? you considering writing more um, trendy or ma- mainstream songs? No,
1: no, no. I, I wouldn't consider that. Uh, well, no, not, not that I wouldn't consider that. That's not what I'm thinking of doing. But... I'm just kind of going, well, playing live shows are great and they're good for building up a fan base, but then, like,
0: it's only 100 people at the like end. Like, Harry day. Styles
1: didn't play live local shows. Now, he's a different beast. You know,
0: you sound exactly like Harry Styles, right? In you probably what? get that a lot. I was listen- when I was listening to your music, I-, I, kept, I kept, like, I'd be doing something and I'd forget I was, I would think I was listening to Harry Styles. Really? Vocally? Have- vocally. Really? 100%. Surely you've been told that.
1: Someone said I've I mean, got a love, similar like, vibe
0: Vibe and voice That's interesting And he kind of switches to like These like minor I don't know you, I feel like you um Yeah, yeah, right Like similar bridges and stuff um, Oh yeah, you're like you.
1: Interesting I listened a lot to his first album I think when it came out Yeah, probably but his more I didn't listen to him much first after that I
0: don't, I don't know him too well But I don't think the most recent one I think that was more like
1: Poppy He back. is epic Oh these yeah. albums are so great pop.
0: Okay, so moving on, I f- want to get this down early as well. What is how? What's your day job? Day job. Yeah, what's your day job? I actually don't even know this question. Sorry, this answer.
1: Three days a week, twenty four hours a week. Hmm. Doesn't it's not always three days? I work as like a marketing manager, social media manager. Really? Yeah. Did not know this. Yeah, <laughs> at at um, for a company called Good Atelier uh oh, they have like a cafe you. in Bondi they've got a restaurant in north sydney and they've got a pub called the woolpack in redfern right you mentioned that um but it's not a big company i work for a, a guy um, and i've known him for years and he's he's really great to work for it's super flexible
0: are you in the office
1: kind of not really i mean that's why i like it i kind of go around different things it's very creative like i honestly spend like a lot of time on canva or graphic designing stuff and then do like social media planning and then do like the marketing stuff but yeah yeah so great good so
0: you got you do work but yeah not full-time
1: not full-time and then i do like covers gigs Mm -hmm. like once a week once or twice a week depends yes
0: and is that a recent thing have you always kind of done that
1: recent Mm Hmm. i kind of came back i'm terrible at covers i'm so bad at remembering lyrics that's why i started writing my own music because like and i couldn't sing a lot of covers so bad at remembering my friends are shocked how
0: bad i'm at lyrics they're like you want to be the musician in the room like how the hell are you this shit at lyrics
1: i think some people listen to music more than lyrics and Mm. the other way around but i'm so bad at it so i always never did it and i used to think i'd hate doing it and then i came back and then i was like i need a bit of extra money Mm -hmm. but i don't want to spend too much time i don't want to be doing full time right now yep and and I was like, well, you you know, pay for three, four hours and you get paid a good amount of money. Totally. I'll just do it.
0: Have you got like a roster of pubs that you play at or have you, you know, you say once a week. That's that's quite often. Is that it? The- so, yeah,
1: I play at one place. Actually, the guy I work for. Yeah, right. He's at the going, pub. Uh-huh. I go there every Sunday with Amy. Oh, yeah, yeah. I do at the Woolpack. I play covers with Amy. Yep. Which is nice. And then sometimes I play at a place called the Bold Rock in Balmain, which is where I had my first pub job. Mm-hmm. I'm sure...
0: Do you do it off by memory or do you have a little iPad I've thing? got a
1: laptop. Yeah. I've got to. Yeah.
0: Three hours, Eve. Like, it's usually three, three hours. Three 45-minute sets, yeah. Three 45-minute sets. It's helpful
1: with Amy there because totally. Amy sings half, I sing half. But yeah, it's a good little extra way of making cash. And then I do some, like, writing and producing sessions with other people, mm-hmm. um, which I'm not... Like, I'm I'm starting to charge for, but not really. I'm working with friends at the moment and I'm trying to figure out what I would like to do.
0: Yes. Did you produce your EP
1: yes. on your own? Yes.
0: That's pretty good. That's amazing.
1: Yeah. It was... Uh, I thought
0: like people wouldn't know that about you.
1: Would yeah. you call yourself a producer? Yeah, more so now. That's when I'm doing the writing with other people and producing. I think I'm finding actually the producing other people. Like with the Amy stuff, I'm going to produce an next EP. Yeah, wow. Betty. um, That's cool. And a guy called Lockie Collin. I'm just writing and producing a song with him at the moment. Mm-hmm so yes it is producing is something that I think I want to get into get more into mm-hmm. which I'm doing yeah 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 but
0: also as a yeah. means I mean obviously you're doing it because you love it but like ideally maybe you can make money through that one yeah. day
1: yeah so ideally I would like to be making majority if not all of my money off music
0: and you're happy to for that to be through different avenues yes yes
1: Which is something that I also didn't realize until doing it with other people. Mm -hmm. I was like, you know, would I be happy giving songs away or writing for other people? Mm. And I was always like, no, probably not. And then I started producing and writing with other people. And then I'd listen to the song that I did with them the next day. And I'd be like, well, that feels great. That makes me really happy that I've just created a piece of music. Whether or not it's mine doesn't matter. That's so cool to have that. And now, after trying out something that I wasn't sure of, I'm like, no, I could do that. I'd be, I'd lo- I want to be my own artist. I want to be able to play shows to people. Mm-hmm. I want to, be able to tour. Mm-hmm. But I also love writing with other people and working with them and getting different views. That's
0: sick. What I'm gathering is your goal is to make music a full time job, yes. ideally. Yes. Yes. You yes, yes. want to do this as your main thing. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: I think as much as I would like to do another job, I think it would be. Uh, I feel like I'm always thinking about music, and I don't think I would be. I don't think I would be fully happy until it was that.
0: I read that you went to uni.
1: Yes, what, I what did you, commerce. You, you did commerce. Marketing.
0: Oh, marketing, right? My, yeah, like yeah, yeah, business, yeah. Commerce, fancy Did word you finish it? Business.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I feel like um, if it wasn't for COVID. I don't know whether I would have stuck it out Mm. because I went to Macquarie, so it was a long trek. because it was all online, I was able to, like, get up. I'd do, like, you know, four, six hours of uni. And then... So I'd have my routine. Then I'd do music in the afternoon. Then the next day, I'd do uni. In, in, In the evening, I'd do music. It, like, gave me a...
0: A routine. A routine.
1: And then I did, like, one semester at uni. And then I was like, oh, damn, these people... We have nothing in common. And I'm like, and then also you get to your third year of uni and you're in the class with some people and you're like, how the fuck did you make it this far? <laughs> <laughs> you're like, and, yeah, then, yeah, yeah. But then, and then I'm like, wait, and I'm graduating as well. <laughs> like how fucking dumb am I? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm sure you're not.
0: Right. But that's mm-hmm. kind of, do you feel like that's helped you in any way? Or is that just
1: kind yeah, of? Yeah, like- I actually do
0: yeah right uh, no regrets for a bit there. I was
1: like yeah for a bit I was like why am I doing this I hate it like accounting I failed like I found some of it so stressful but I think I think it ha- I think it really has given me a different perspective on it's like a very business a businessy perspective
0: so where do you see yourself in 10 years do you see yourself part of the music industry no matter what kind of happens to you in heart career if you know what I'm saying yeah do you see yourself immersed in the music industry in one way or another
1: I don't know that's a good question again this year has been not this year it's been like what two months but I don't know I feel like I'm always let's get deep now but I feel like I'm no it's good a little bit torn between like I love music it's always been my focus and I'd like to think that I could leave music and go and like I'd love to like, I mean, especially since moving out, like I was away for a year and mm-hmm. I was living with my parents before that and then I came back and I was living out of home overseas and then since I've been back as well, it changed your perspective on like, it sounds like so childish, but on like living you know, and money and 100%. all this stuff and which is great because you start asking for money for yeah. things, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're like okay, well no, I'm doing you this mean, for like- you I need payment you're not um, as
0: willing to play free gigs anymore?
1: Yeah, sort of. Depends what it is. Totally. But it's not just gigs, you know, like other things, like someone's using your PA, you know, at a venue. Like if someone spills beer on it, I'm down 200 bucks to get it repaired. So, uh, but if I was living at home, I feel like I wouldn't be thinking too much. About yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, but... More relaxed. Music industry, working in it, I don't think it interests me working in the music industry from any other perspective other than writing producing or being an artist like i don't think well no that's a lie because i the other thing i'm torn between is i feel like i'd be a good music manager Mm. because i have this businessy side to some extent and i'm not completely like airy fairy with songwriting yep 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 can't go into the i wouldn't be able to go into the woods for like a year and yeah be not i come like too kind of stressed about things yeah 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 but i feel like it, a goal would be in 10 years like if i picture what i would like to be with like a kid mm-hmm. and a wife or a few kids <laughs> and a wife whatever the a nice little cottage you know <laughs> it would be having a nice room that's a studio and having people come in and me writing with them and me being able to then go for dinner that night you know or go yeah. read you know
0: I think, I think that's definitely possible.
1: Yeah. And that's what I picture is like that cool dude you see that is walking down the road with his kids and he's got like, I don't have tattoos. I'm never gonna, I am don't think I'm going to get tattoos. But, you know, you see that guy that looks like 25, but he's like 35 and got like two kids <laughs> and he's got cool glasses on. He's got like Do a... Do you want
0: to be a young dad? Uh, hey, are this 20- is a podcast about music, all right?
1: <laughs> I'm 23. I think I'd like to be a reasonably young dad. My parents are quite old. It's good though. Bold.
0: I love quizzing... Men about when they want kids. If they want kids. I I do.
1: My dad's seventy five, so I've got a really old dad. Oh wow. So and it's great having old parents. Um but at the same time there's obviously things it's like You want to see what the other side's like. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like didn't get to play so I'd have to be like a young active dad. Uh uh-huh anyway. But
0: are your parents supportive of your music?
1: Very. Mm -hmm. Very supportive. Yep. Very uh, honest. Yeah, right. To the point where I told them not to come to gigs for a long time. They came to my gig with last Thursday at the Bridge Hotel. Sorry, mom and dad. I'm going to tell them the story, but they're that's going to listen. good. They're not going to listen. Sorry, <laughs> man. I don't, think, you know, I don't think dad knows what a podcast is. He's like, what's up, Let's That's that Pod? Good. <laughs> and came to a gig at the Bridge. It was probably the worst gig I've ever played in my life. It was so bad, so embarrassingly bad. I knew it was my parents came to it. They don't. They didn't always come to gigs. They did a fair. They they do now, and they did. But I think they hadn't been to one for a while. And I went up to mum and dad, and they were leaving in the car. And I was like, "So, what did you guys think?" And they were like, "What did they say?" She, mum, was like, "Oh, I think you know what we think." Or Something <gasps> like that. <laughs> it wasn't maybe that bad, but it was something like it
0: obviously traumatized you. It was you still... some
1: yeah. It was something like, uh, "No, no." She said, "What do? You, how do you think it went?" <gasps> That's what she said. <laughs> And I was like Yeah, bye No, but that that's not My parents are great They are always very much like It was the same with uni They're very much like Do it Whatever makes you happy They were like to me with uni They were like You got in half When I'm halfway through Was when I was kind of struggling with it And they were like Just do it You're halfway through Just do it Neither mm-hmm. of them went to uni Dad doesn't understand That I have to pay for uni Dad's mm. like Just stay there forever Just be a kid Just stay there <laughs> I'm like dad It costs money <laughs> And he's like, just that Things thing, have changed. Just do a master's. And I'm like... Wow.
0: Yeah, and then paying it back on a music musician's wage. It's like, that's fast.
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: I feel like we can't talk about your music career without talking about Ireland.
1: Yeah, yeah. You're half Irish. Yes.
0: And you had just kind of launched the You and Heart solo project. And then what about... I think you said about eight to 12 months after that, you went and lived in Ireland kind of spontaneously, right? Well, you went over for a holiday and then ended up staying there for a year. Yeah. Got lots of questions, but A, how does the music scene between Ireland and Sydney compare? Mm. And how was it, were you ever worried about losing momentum in Sydney and moving overseas? And have you felt the impacts of that? Well, It's a lot of questions. No, that's
1: okay. Firstly, it was less than eight, ten months after I started. I'd played, I think, two or three shows in Sydney. Yeah, right. And then I left and went on holiday, um, and which is, which was fine. I was, only, I was with Jack. I was meant to just go to Europe for like three months. I think it was after COVID, needed to get out of Sydney. So I went for a holiday. Um, then we went to America to meet Jack and Jake. Mm-hmm. no no jake and oscar mm-hmm. and then we traveled and then i was in la and i was like i was in california and then i was like i don't miss sydney and so i was like well and i don't have uni back there finish uni mm-hmm. i don't i had a job offer from the guy that i'm working for now so they'll come back to that That's which nice. comes back to momentum and mm-hmm. feeling like i've missed out mm-hmm. and then so and then jack and jake and that were like mate, if I didn't have to go back for my job or if I didn't have to go back for this or Jack was like, if I was a European citizen and they're like, I would not be going back. Mm-hmm. They were like, just go. So I cancelled the flight. for Dublin.
0: <clears throat> have you spent much time in Dublin growing up?
1: Yep. We used to go back um, every year pretty much. Nearly right. every year until high school. Yep. Because mum's Irish and dad's Scottish. Mm. So we'd just go back for the family. That was our yearly holiday. But mum would just go and look after nan and granddad for yep. know, six sense. weeks or whatever. And then... Um, in summer over there. So, yes, yeah, so I went to Dublin and I, yeah.
0: Did well, did you have a plan?
1: Did I have a plan? That's a good question. I haven't thought about it. I'm very Did you always, did as, you always go, go to Dublin
0: being like, I'm going to... Because you could have just gone to Dublin and kind of just travelled and not really pursued. You could have almost taken a break from music. But yeah. you actually, you just kind of... I mean you were playing heaps of gigs in Dublin. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. were still really did you release your EP while you were over there?
1: Yeah, and self pity, yeah.
0: Like I feel like you just picked up where you left off and but just in a new country.
1: It was pretty I'm pretty bad at when things ha- have happened in the past, I don't think about them much. So when you know, asked about the plan, I don't know what I was thinking. But I got there and I have heaps of family there but family's only like so much. Yeah, so yeah, makes, yeah. Like, friends.
0: And it's not that your family's on the music community.
1: Well, oh. my uncle, that's what I was going to say earlier about the business music thing. It's like in my family that, like my uncle was a musician, was in a band called the Irish Drovers that were very big in like the 90s or whatever. They played Irish music mm-hmm. when it wasn't quite kitsch yet. So, you know, it was like cool to be an Irish covers musician. Um, and then, But he opened pubs and stuff. Like he was a businessman uh-huh. and a musician. So it's this weird thing we've got in our family that we're creative, but also... Business anyway, energy. so he's in the music industry. My cousin is an event in the events industry, and we're all got music. All my uncle's friends are musicians. Right. all my family right, friends right. are musicians. That's why it's encouraged. But yeah, they're in it to some extent, but not like you know, they're, not like they're booking agents or no, music, no, no. Like producers or songwriters. Um, but I went and yeah, so I stayed with my family for a bit, and then I was like, well, I need friends, <laughs> really bad. Yeah. And so, it's all because of one person.
0: You've told me that you met someone on a bus.
1: Yes, on a train. On a train. A guy called Harry Fennell. Mm-hmm. So, this, he'll, he'll love this, listening to an Australian podcast. <laughs> and he's in Dublin. And bring him out. He wants to come out. Yeah, I'm yeah, telling him yeah. he, he's got to come out. He'll play heaps of gigs. Um, I was on a train out to live with my uncle. And I was on the way out. And I heard this guy talking. Some dude came up to him and was like, oh you know what's the guitar for and this guy's like oh I play music he's like oh what sort of music play folk rock you know sort of country folky indie rock and I was like listening I was sitting like near him I was like oh cool that's the sort of music I play I had no friends at this point Mm -hmm. you were desperate I was desperate (laughs) I had no friends which is a great thing I've learnt moving to a different country totally desperation is like a really good thing to Mm -hmm. bring you out of your shell which is obviously a thing that many people have spoken about but I heard that and then we got to get on the train And I was going to get on near him And then talk to him But he went to a different fucking place on the train And I was like I'm not going to get up and follow this guy But I heard that he was playing at Wheelands. Uh, he upstairs, mentioned
0: on the train that he was playing at Wheelands
1: At the station So I was on the train and I looked up He was playing Wheelands, And he popped up Now he didn't know this story as well until like months after we had been friends Because I you thought it was a bit to creepy You were stalkerish story yeah, yeah 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 I was like God, oh, this is a bit creepy but I saw and I saw Harry Fennel and so I messaged him because I was going to go to the gig and introduce myself but I couldn't go I'd oh. work and I messaged him and I was like hey Matt I couldn't come to your gig the other night can we catch up for a coffee or a beer or something I live in a place called Dunabate which is a little village outside of Dublin um, but I can meet you in town or whatever and he was like replied he's like no way he's like I live in Dunabate um, and I work at the coffee shop Pop down so the day that I texted him there, the day that I applied, I went to one of my cousin's events that he was running. He Whoa. runs events for Jamison. It was a big Jamison event. And I got to the bar and Harry Fennel was at the bar. Whoa. And it was like a 50 people private event you had to get like a door spot for. And he was there. There was like 50 people in the room.
0: The world was so making sure deep. that you like ran into each other.
1: It was so weird. And then afterwards we went out, we talked a bit and I was like oh, this guy doesn't really like me he's like whatever yeah. and then we went You're out coming on a bit strong. after for beers <laughs> yeah and then we went out for beers after and we got along so well Um, and then we became we became good mates and I was living in Dunedin, so we hung out a lot so Harry then every time we'd go out there was a gig on he would introduce me to everyone he was he's like an angel
0: is there a vibrant music community in Dublin
1: yeah um, and there's not it's so small Dublin mm-hmm. like you can walk from one end of the city to the other in like 20 minutes half an hour but there'd always be things on Harry would just bring me and say hey this is my friend Nguyen he hardly knew me Um, but then I ended up playing a lot of shows because I met Harry and a lot of lovely musicians and my music also I found was a lot I could play acoustic shows it's not as much of a band scene as it is here now yeah, right. they've got a band scene punk is big mm-hmm um, rock is big but you can also play shows just as easily as a solo singer songwriter because it's in their culture
0: is it are you getting paid for these shows
1: yeah um,
0: are you getting paid kind of similar amounts to what you get paid in Sydney
1: yeah well it was different there was one room I was playing a couple of times called it was Whelan's at, I can't what it's called now Little, Little Whelan's and it was like 60 people and you could sell that out 60 people And like put 200 euro in your pocket, but it's because I was solo. And and when I played with a band, now this is this is my wild thing that I did. Mm -hmm. I was living there for three months. I'd met a fair few people. I had a band.
0: Yeah, that's crazy.
1: The bass player was an Aussie girl called Ella.
0: Oh really? She lives in Melbourne now. Whoa.
1: And some of the best musicians in Dublin. I was living there for three months. It's wild to think about. And then I decided to try and sell out 120 cap room upstairs, Whoa. and I was so stressed. Thinking back on it, I can't. I don't even want to try and sell that 120 room in Sydney. Yeah, I was
0: gonna say. You know what I mean? That's like that's like the gallery bar at the Oxford Arts.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I did that. I didn't sell it out. I sold like um, I did pretty well. I sold like 60, 70 tickets.
0: And you've been in Dublin for three months. Yeah. That's pretty good.
1: It was really good. But were I was they, so stressed Were
0: they on your back About selling tickets?
1: I don't know why They let me book it <laughs> To be honest But they were like How's the ticket sales going And I'm like Yeah It's good
0: And then You ended up being there For about a year
1: Yeah Nearly a year Just under a year What
0: made you come home? Did you ever consider Just like breaking in, Breaking into the Yeah Being an Irish Musician And
1: Well it was funny Staying I booked in Europe my flights. Well yeah So I booked my flights About three months Before I left and I wasn't getting a lot of gigs. I'd put on a show at a place... Anyway, I don't want to say well. i put on a show and hardly yeah. anyone came. Yeah, right. See, an island, which is different to Oz, is it's a small country, but they've got heaps of festivals on. And the lineups are huge, right? So they've got one electric picnic. 70,000 people go to it. They've got an Aldi in the campsite. <laughs> but like here, our biggest festival is what, like 30,000?
0: Yeah, I guess people can just travel from other countries yeah
1: but yeah. it's like headlines are like billy eilish and the killers and like yeah, wow. all these huge acts and then on the, all the small stages they actually put new acts on mm-hmm. which is something australian festivals don't like doing mm-hmm. it's like the same fucking lineup every festival but they make an effort to give the stages to different people to curate at mm-hmm. these festivals but it's a huge festival but what happens is then when you try and put on a gig in the summer months, the two three months when all the festivals are on, no one has any money. Yeah, everyone's going to Europe to travel. Yeah, everyone's going to the festivals. So then, no one wants to pay twenty euro for a ticket to, or three. You know, if your mates all have a gig on that week, you don't pay sixty euro. And I had the flight booked, and I was like, I can't cancel my flight again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't do that twice in one year. Yeah, that's not cool. Yeah, well, no, it's like, that's not cool. It's like that. It's probably bad juju. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: Are you happy that you've returned now that you're back?
1: I am happy that I've returned. I'm happy, yeah.
0: Do you feel like you were able to just kind of get back into where you were before you left? Or do you feel like there's been a bit of growing pains arriving back into the Sydney music scene?
1: Um, I made sure that when I came back, I had a gig lined up. That was a big one. I knew I couldn't come back and just... I knew, made sure that I had a house lined up to yeah. move out to. I made sure I had a gig lined up because I knew I had to be moving when I came back. Um, otherwise, I'd be like, "What am I doing?" Um, but you do slot, you do slot back in. Yeah, yeah. The only difference is people are just. I've only found it now after the first few months that it's like, okay. My friends are like you, for example, mm-hmm. or the Slims, or a good friend Amber Rose or whatever. Like people are getting supports and stuff, and their names are popping up because if you're playing lots of shows for a year, everyone knows everyone. And I found that after ten months in Ireland, like Mm -hmm. my name was popping up a lot. I was getting offered a gig every week because people knew that I was around and what my music was like, and people had seen me. And then I came back and I just like kind of started again. Luckily, I have friends that are doing stuff, so it's like by proxy. Yep. He must be reasonably okay (laughs) because his friends are. He's friends with these people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then also, they could just just be pretty friends with you. Huh?
0: They could be pity friends it with They could you. be pretty friends. No, pity. Pity friends, yeah, yeah, yeah. they yeah, yeah. totally said pretty. No, 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 pretty. <laughs> they're,
1: they're pretty as well. All my friends are very pretty.
0: <laughs> you mentioned it earlier, but just before Christmas, you did a Oath main room show yeah. with DeBasa, put yeah. that one on, yeah. and that was with Betty, The Slims, Manfreda Lamont, yeah. Body Wire was on it. Body Wire. Yeah, right. Was that, do you feel and like... And Radio Free Alice. Radio Free Alice. Yes. If we're being real, like none of like when at that stage where we'd be able to do or you'd be able to do main room oaf yeah yeah yeah. do you feel like it's a good idea to kind of gather other like-minded or similar artists and band together and put on a big show like that did you i I wasn't able to make it i can't remember why but do you were able to sell lots of tickets was it was it a success
1: well so yeah Debaser and hijinks put it on so i don't know what the i think the ticket sales were way better than not way better than what they were expecting, but were really good. Yeah, right. Um, were you
0: playing to a pretty full room? I saw some photos. Crazy. It looked amazing.
1: The craziest thing about the show was from doors open until the end of the night, the room was nearly full. It's amazing. Which it was really strange, but I think it's because they had such a different array of crowds and music styles. So it was like, you know, my favorite element is improv jazz. And then I'm like folky, rocky country. And then the Slims are like cowboy, yeah. neon cowboy, they call it or whatever. <laughs>
0: I always go back and forth about, you know, if I'm doing a headline show, whether I should pick my supports as friends so that I can, like, bank on our immediate community or whether I should choose kind of people from outside my community to try and grab their attention. And I go back and forth and I used to think that it was you should bring different genres together mm. and different kind of friendship circles and stuff, whereas now I'm thinking it's it's better to kind of just go ham in the one... I, I don't know. I think yeah, that right. sometimes... Yeah.
1: So what? So you say now you get your friends to support you?
0: Well, I mean, I haven't done a headline show in a while, but I'd be more inclined to now. Whereas I used to think that no, I should try and branch out and bring people that I don't know to support me. But sometimes I feel like it it makes for a, it doesn't have as much impact on ticket sales. Yeah. Not. Right. I mean, obviously, I want to try and play with all sorts of different people and everything, but I feel like people are more inclined to go to a show if they've got multiple friends on the lineup.
1: True, that's a good point. I haven't thought about it like that before.
0: I mean, you know, I feel like that makes me sound like I'm doing all the lines from a businessy, businesses perspective, but it's something yeah. you think about, obviously. Totally. I mean, you guys were all kind of different genres for the O show, but you're all friends. Yeah. You know, you and Betty have very different music styles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're still obviously good friends. So, that maybe that worked well because you're all different style music. Well, that's but you kind of what friends. the gig
1: was as well, like the slims jake plays in my band as well the lead singer jackson and the slims is my housemate so it's a lot of friends when radio for weren't really friends mm-hmm. and then manfredi lament we betty is friends with them and stuff but that was a big thing for oscar yeah um that night i think was a was a big one for him and everyone else everyone really got around i think cause we're all friends Jack Moran, Massive One, like, does all the yes. social media. stuff. I feel like we can't
0: talk about you and Heart without your wingman, no, Jack Moran.
1: No, you can't.
0: Wingman Jack Moran, that, oh, that it rhymes.
1: Oh, I would to him.
0: He has shot, what, all your music videos?
1: All my music videos? All your,
0: like, press pics?
1: Yeah.
0: He's part of your creative direction.
1: He is, definitely. We were doing a shoot yesterday, and I was sitting there, and I was he was, like, running around the room. And I was like, oh, he's a like a huge, like I've always known that, but watching him, like I was sitting down getting photos taken of me and he's like, I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like this. I like that. And I was like, I actually have no fucking idea what I like in the photo there because he'll look at it. I'm like, do I look hot there? You know what I mean? I was like, but he's looking at it like, you know, the, the seat looks weird there. The colors look strange, the composition of the photo. And like, I'm looking at that as well. I've got references. I've got that. But like, I'm like, God damn! What the fuck happened to my chin? <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, no, he's taking the whole th- he's taking the whole thing in, like yeah, probably he's not.
1: He's a professional.
0: Totally no, he's great. Oh yes, I wanted to ask: Are you paying? How does the di- the finances work as a solo artist with your band? If you don't mm-hmm. mind sharing, you can just tell me to cut it. But do you pay the mates rates? Mm-hmm. Are you paying them session musician prices? How are you affording to have a band as a solo artist?
1: So before I left, I would cut the gigs uh, evenly. So I just give, split it by split four, it, split, split it by, it by, by four. five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. um, then in Ireland, it was really interesting. So coming back, mm-hmm. it was interesting because, because it's such a small community of musicians. the so really so many good drummers. Ones, yeah. So the really good ones, like, Some of the you'll be lucky enough to play with some of the best musicians, and everyone plays an instrument. Even Mm -hmm. if you are not good, you play an instrument. So then the really good ones are really good. Not saying it's not the case here. It's part of that culture. Yeah, Yeah. it's more concentrated. But what happens there is then, like I played solo a lot because you chart you pay these musicians their rate. They're all session musicians, but they're all in Mm -hmm. ten bands. And then once they get good enough, they go to London or they go to Europe Mm -hmm. and they're on tour and they're gone. So So they're not short for gigs No, they're not short for gigs Whereas here, so I I experienced that in Ireland And I was like, I had to budget my shows Like I lost money on shows It was the first time that had ever happened Not ever happened, I've maybe broken even Or maybe lost 50 bucks Mm -hmm. But like losing like 100 euros You know what I mean Which changed my perspective on my band When I came back So now I pay them like, Well we haven't had a discussion But I try and pay them a flat fee, it's not much even for the next show coming up, I'm going to try and pay them for rehearsals before.
0: Wow, you're going to pay them for rehearsals? Which
1: is not a lot, but I'm going to try. I need to chat to them. Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to have discussions with them about the next EP if they want to cut in with recordings. If they're involved with the writing. I don't know. This is all stuff yeah, in between. Yeah, yeah, I haven't yeah. even properly chatted to them about it. But So you want to kind of keep train.
0: your band. You're trying to keep them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want them to want to stay with you. Yeah,
1: I do really want them to stay with me. Um,
0: I think as a solo artist, having a solid band that wants to continuously play with you is yeah. a huge asset. Yeah, it's invaluable.
1: Yeah, they're you know, very. you don't cool. want to be
0: scrambling for a new band every time you're playing a gig. No, it's. That's I exhausting. know it's only going to get
1: closer to it in the next year, the next two years, like.
0: Particularly as your bandmates progress in their own bands as well, they're going to be busier.
1: Exactly. Um, So I don't know whether I'll be able to pay them a rate for rehearsal or whatever I mean that's ideally what I'd like to be able to do
0: Mm -hmm. Are you, for example, your union show Or the three gigs that you've played since you've been back in Sydney recently Were you walking away personally with any money? 50 bucks And then what about rehearsal that week off? You probably.
1: Well I got lucky, Amy's in the band And she rehearses for free at her music school where she teaches But now Amy's left So (laughs) now I have to pay for rehearsal spaces again Which will be interesting
0: yeah right because sometimes i'll make $50 at a gig but i've paid $80 for rehearsal a few days prior so i'm yeah. negative 30.
1: <laughs> exactly so yeah no not making money my band are really cool they've never ever complained about about money with me but like the last gig we got offered i the next one's coming up i said hey here's how much we're getting paid here's how much i'm give you yep and um, let me know if that's if fine. Because okay. usually I'd presume, uh, just presume that they're all okay. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So you kind of check with them before you... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But they love playing. Like, Jake, in the stands, like, he doesn't need to be in my band. And I mm. said to him, like, bro, like, he... I probably can't pay you much, if anything. Like, you don't have to be in it. And he was like, nah. He's like, I like playing guitar on stage with you. Yeah, it's fun. yeah, yeah. And I like the songs. Yeah. That's it's a like compliment. Point. It's which good. is nice. Yes, which is nice. Not all...
0: Not every artist can... As a band that wants to keep coming back. So that's a testament. Do you see touring on the horizon soon?
1: I think at the end of the year. Um, I just literally don't think I have the capacity to... I, I started booking shows. A couple of places reaching out. and I was like, this takes so much time. I think I need to release... I think I need to do it in a combination with release. Yep. So I need to release this next single and then maybe the next single...
0: You have a van, don't you?
1: I do have a van. So
0: you can take your van. Yes. That's pretty handy.
1: That's what I would like to do.
0: That's very handy. Sleep in the van. Two at the van. That's sick. Oh, well, you've got it sorted then.
1: Yeah. I think I just need to do it with a a release.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. One thing at a time. Yeah. I feel like as a solo artist that's kind of doing, you know, you're doing majority of the work all on your own. There's only so much you can do at one time. Played at a house party last week. Yes, you've been playing at house. You parties. played at house party
1: last week. We, we played both played at
0: house parties on the same day, the oh, different yeah, house yeah. parties. Liquid zoo. But you were doing the sound for my house party that oh, I yeah, was playing yeah, at. Yeah, yeah, Fuck yeah. you! Had to be at like five places Newtown's popping off again. Five finally, places. yeah. House parties are where it's at. Actually, yes. I like playing that the other night was so much fun because you actually everybody was just having so much fun, it was and so that's fun. just the best thing that you can hope for okay to finish off i'm gonna ask you some very important mm-hmm. questions first question in your bio you have dm to write okay do you know about this
1: you do i think so yeah you do yeah yeah yeah
0: and i was again i was talking to someone else the other day and i mentioned to you that you were coming on the podcast and he was like oh yeah that guy has i messaged dm that guy the other day because he says like hit me up to write his um do you know emeryst Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Nelson. Yes.
0: I think it's Amaris. Yes, you yeah, amorous, it. yeah, 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 yeah. his name's Nelson. He told me that he saw that you said, um, you know, DM to write in yeah. your bio. So yeah. you've, and I wanted to ask how many people have hit you up. Has that been a success? Good idea?
1: Uh, yeah. Since I came back, I went, I was worried before I left. I started, I did it with a couple people in Ireland, writing mm-hmm. with them. And then I came back and I was like, well, I, I'll only know if I like it. Or don't like it if I try it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that's I a good think idea? put yourself out there and no,
0: I respect that you've been putting yourself out there like that.
1: Yeah, it's good. I mean, it can only make the muscle, the writing muscle in your yeah, brain yeah. grow a bit. Totally. So yes, DM to write.
0: Next question: DM to write. Yeah. Yes. Are you across your taxes?
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny. I think this year I'm gonna have to be. Yeah. Because uh, I've got, I've got. I actually made an invoice spreadsheet the other day to keep track of my invoices and I actually made it a, a nice organized system for invoicing because I think this year I will is the year I think I need to claim
0: do you get your bandmates to the sorry they do invoice you when you pay them or you just like transfer them
1: no but I asked them last two weeks ago to invoice me and they still haven't <laughs> so invoice me <laughs>
0: <laughs> so they, they obviously will have ABNs you need them. They I don't will. know if
1: they'll have ABNs. Maybe Jake will invoice me from the Slims. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but then
0: that doesn't that am mean I across that it? the Slims have to pay tax on all Or them have to pay tax on it? I don't know. know am I
1: across it? The answer is no, but yeah. I will be.
0: Yes. You've got your other job like in the marketing side, but yeah. you do pay taxes. Yes, so yes, yes, yes. You're paying taxes in one, correctly one in one area of your life. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Who'd be your dream band to support?
1: Great question. I've listened to your podcast, I should have prepared. I've listened to all the episodes. I try to make the quick. Oh, I was wow. listening to Sweetie today. You're a
0: legit fan. I like fan. it.
1: So is Jake Jamison. Shout out. Oh. Massive fan. Um, Who would be my dream band to support? Probably, maybe Andy Schauf. Oh, yeah. Or, which I don't want to say it, but Father John Misty. But it's because mm. he's my closest thing that's like, all Wise Blood. These are all the people that when I was leaving last Thursday, I was like, oh, I can do that. Mm. I had an acoustic guitar and I had synths and I didn't hear anyone that done it before and my friend had a spare ticket to Wise Blood and, sh- and he was like, do you want to come? And I was like, never heard of her. And then I went and I was like, oh my God. I cried twice during oh the show. Gosh. I'd never heard her music before.
0: Wow. What show or band do you regret not attending? Is there someone that's come out to Australia that you didn't buy tickets to? Pink. <laughs> Taylor <laughs>
1: Swift. Taylor Swift. Taylor, Taylor Swift <laughs> would be <been> pretty <laughs> epic if I could afford those tickets. Yeah, fuck.
0: Not just about affording them It's about fucking getting your hands on one
1: Yeah You gotta Who did I see you playing Oh there's something donkeys An Irish band Playing at the end more I wish I went to that I went to see I wish I went to see Gary O'G. I don't know who that is He's an Irish like rebel oh. song Singer at Liberty And he plays at Liberty Hall And he, the crowd gets so into it So regret Gary O'G.
0: Nice How are you know when you've made it?
1: When I Don't have to Answer a call From someone That I work for Or Yeah To let <laughs> her have to go to another job I think that's when I know I'll have made it, what I've made my majority of my income off, with oh, all my income off music.
0: That's sick. Who do you think I should have next on this podcast?
1: Oscar Byrne or Jack Moran? Mm.
0: I would have loved to have get all three of you on the couch, but I thought that would have been mayhem.
1: Oh my God. <laughs>
0: and I don't want to, like, I don't want to just bunch you all in here, but that would have been, I did, that did cross my mind.
1: That would have been so chaotic.
0: I mean, you all do different things, but obviously you're all really good friends and you've all helped each other. You come in a pack.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or even Jackson or... Jackson, my housemate. He really knows a lot about the music industry. Sorry, what
0: band? Oh, he's the guy that works In the Slims, but PO. he's
1: lighting tech for oh, pH, right. PRC. Um And... What instrument the is he on the sli- in the Slims? He's lead Guitar. But I say he has a lot to say... That's really interesting, like, insights into the music industry because he's been on tours and done heaps of big shows.
0: Mm. Thank you so much. This was a very easy chat. I knew it would be easy. Yes. I feel like um, we could chat for days about this kind of thing. And I'm excited to see where you're on 12 months. No pressure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we have to do some rural touring.
1: Yes, rural touring.
0: Yeah, play some pubs and see whether we can make it out of sydney
1: (laughs) let's do it go to tamworth yeah extended extended uh podcast on the way on patreon yes (laughs) yeah we're gonna do extended one legit it's great
0: thank you you and so much
1: no worries thank you for having me i'll
0: see you soon very soon
1: yes very soon yeah it's so fucking funny
0: there's no reason